Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Ray, are we live? We are live with the Gross Anatomy podcast, the show that explores the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how they pertain to pop culture. And movies, and TV, and books, and podcasts, and the world around us. And I am Dr. Jason Cohen, and who are you? I am Raya O'Neill. Hey, Ray O'Neill. How are you doing? Doctor. I'm not a doctor. No, but you're, but you know a lot of stuff. I know a lot of stuff and I'm a pretty good nurse. Are you? Yep. And you're cool. Very cool. Where, where are you today? Every day you're somewhere else. I'm very excited <laughs> to find out where today, you are today. I'm still, I'm filming for my apartment. Are you in your bedroom? I'm in my living room on the floor. Oh, cool. I like, I like being on the floor. I switch it up. I'm on the floor because my puppy got spayed today. Oh. And right now she's currently like oh, so traumatized with her little cone on. I feel so bad. It's the cone of shame. The cone of shame. What's that from? <laughs> the cone of shame? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I feel so like I sh- pop culture movies, TV books in the world around us. What's the cone of shame from? The cone of shame is from You've seen the movie. I know I have. Well, if you haven't, you're in so much trouble. Can I have a clue? You could have a clue. It's animated. It's animated. Oh, oh, God, no. Mm. Ed Asner is one of the, is the voice, one of the voices. Ed Asner. Balloons. They're balloons. I know. It's from Up. Hey, all right. Exactly. The movie that makes you cry. Such a great movie, The Cone of Shame. Yeah. You know, I saw, speaking of animation and Pixar and whatever. Well, not Pixar. Well, it is a it is a Pixar movie. I don't remember. I don't know. But speaking of Disney, let's just say that I saw this tweet that Toy Story two was never supposed to be released. It got the files that got deleted by a staff member by accident, and luckily someone that worked for the production team or whatever had saved it all to her phone or like to the cloud or something. No way. And saved the day and released it. Yeah, I got to find it. That's a bizarre and weird and strange story. I know, like, what employee is saving a whole movie on their phone? Yeah. So what's going on? Oh, man, the world is just... Actually, the world is doing okay, I think. Is it? We're about to enter into World War Three. Yeah, I know. I know. As soon as I said that, I thought World War Three is actually going to happen. So no, yeah. it's not. But I mean, COVID-wise, a lot of places are lifting the mask mandates. Right. And if you watch the Super Bowl, it was over then. Oh, God. If you watch Super Bowl, COVID never existed. Um, in New York, it's lifted. I have some friends that are like, it feels so weird going in stores without my mask. I was like, so don't do it. But yeah, or do it. Yeah. And any day they may lift it here too, right? I'm not sure. Yeah. It's just so it's- random. like. From one day, they're going to be like, no, it's not okay. But yet the next day, it's totally fine. Right? I mean, How random is that? This summer, they're like, it's okay if you're vaccinated. Take off your mask. Be free. And then a few weeks later, they're like, put your mask back on. This is not okay. Who said this was okay? Like, put two masks. And there are people walking around double masked. I know. Well, I do I, like having my mask, though. because some People are gross. Right. And the truth is, what's weird kids like wearing their mask, it kind of gives them a certain level of protection, like, uh, although it makes them anxious, but yet I think, you know, kids who are anxious and stuff, having that mask on kind of makes them feel a little anonymous. Have you noticed that at all? Yeah. It's like a little safety net. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've told it in a podcast before, 
I like to sing in the operating room. Like if we're listening to music, I'll break into song sometimes. Really? Um, yes. But interestingly, I don't just, um, I don't like doing karaoke. And the reality is, despite my being a podcast host and a surgeon, believe it or not, I'm kind of shy and I'm definitely an introvert. And there's something about wearing the mask for me in the operating room, putting on that mask. I feel less self-conscious. I feel like I have this protected layer that it's okay to sing. Like when my mouth is exposed, I get, I'm more nervous. Isn't that Whoa. weird? It's weird, but I can relate. I mean, I'm, I'd say I'm an extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. Like, I really play both sides, but I'll do things I'm like, oh, I'm like, don't look at me. Like, I can talk in front of a whole room with like a whole crowd, strangers, whatever. But if I'm with people that I know, I'm like, okay, I'm like, stop looking at me. Or like, let me do it with my mask on. Or like, right. like I have to like cover my face. Yeah, the mask gives you gives you a certain interesting level of security. The other thing though that I find funny, just since we're talking about no mask, mask, double mask, and all that, what I find amusing is the people and the institutions that say we believe and we follow the science, you know, and that's why we're doing XYZ. I personally think it should be we believe in the science experiment should be the fight. It's not, we believe in the science. We believe in our science experiment. This whole thing has felt like one giant science experiment. Well said. Thanks. Yeah. I never, I, I mean, I've actually never said I, I'm trusting the science. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that phrase. Yeah. But I think it should be trusting our science experiment, which is yeah, really, it is an experiment. It really is. And I think we'll know in years from now, a lot more. It's so bizarre. It's been this in March. It'll be two years. Yeah. yeah. It'll be crazy. Oh God. I'm like getting depressed thinking about my life now. I was, um, well, the Olympics, the 2022 winter Olympics have wrapped up and I can confidently say I didn't watch anything. And I must, let me think. I may have seen a few highlights on TikTok. Yeah. That came up that I didn't deliberately watch, but that maybe popped up in my feed. But I too really didn't watch any. I, I don't think I watched a single event. And and I heard on the news this may have been the least watched Olympics in so in years and years and years and years and years. It was. I I was reading something on NPR. It says there was an average total audience of eleven point four million viewers. It's usually nineteen point eight million as the average yeah and the super bowl had how many like a hundred million the super bowl was like the highest viewed super bowl of all time right right no it's it's i I don't know if it's just apathy or china or i think it's partly covid you know people are just so and and the whole covid the whole covid they were so strict with all stuff yeah the whole covid thing i think kind of screwed up the olympics a little bit but I, I wish I had watched the Sean Wright White uh, ski. Uh, oh, I know. Stuff. He's awesome. Yeah. Although he's retiring. He's retiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without a gold or silver or bronze without a medal. Uh, yeah. No medal. No medal for him this year. But like, it's fine. Yeah. He'll get an honorary one. Um, you know what else we forgot to mention or discuss when it happened? What? Or the Oscar nominations. We didn't discuss the Oscar nominations. Because those are coming up. Have you watched many or any of the Oscar-nominated movies yet? It's crazy. No. Um, that's a lie. I'm literally lying. I've seen King Richard. 
which I still haven't seen. And oh. my family and I, the part of the problem is the plan is we're going to watch it together as a family. And for a while it disappeared. And then now it's back, but oh, no it's one back. Has, What? It is back. Right. But they took it off for a little while on streaming. Now it's back, but I can't get all four of us to be together to watch it. Like only two of us together. And I don't want to piss off, you know, someone Although the truth is, I have a feeling I'm just going to wind up watching it with like one or one of my family members. And, and if the rest aren't around, that's fine. Because that's high on the list of movies I want to watch, especially because it's a it's about a dad and his daughters, you know? Yeah. Which is my life, too. You have to watch it. Um, Don't Look Up, I saw. Did you see Don't Look Up? I did. And I liked it a lot. I liked it, but I'm like, uh, this is not like Oscar nomination worthy. I didn't think. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think compared to some of the other stuff, it might be. I guess. Um, Dune. I saw yeah. Dune. Did you like Dune? I did. I, I never saw the other one. I so think we discussed it. Or maybe Lauren and I discussed it. I think it was, I was Lauren. Yeah, Lauren and I did. I was disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I was like, oh, this is a good movie. But, like, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought it was a beautiful movie. Like, really beautifully done and shot. Yeah. And I thought, like based on the book and even compared to the first movie, it, it disappointed. Um, also nominated for best picture is Coda, which I didn't see. Didn't see. And I'm not even sure if it's on my list of movies I would want to see. Belfast. That I would want to see, but, but not high on my list. Um, Drive my car. That I've been reading a lot about lately. So I, I do kind of want to see it. It's a Look- foreign film. Oh, okay. I I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's foreign. I think it's. um, I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak and get in trouble. Might be Korean. I'm not. I'm not sure though. Licorice Pizza. I want to see so badly, but I've. I've heard mixed reviews. I saw that. That was one of the movies I said to my kids we have to see together, and we all saw it together with my wife. Oh. And I wanted to love it. I liked it, and there were parts of it that I loved, but overall, I didn't. uh, Overall. I don't know if it's an Oscar movie. I mean, there are great parts to the movie and I wanted to love it. And I, and I loved a lot about it, but like in terms of great movie, not sure. You know, not sure. Bummer. Nightmare Alley. Don't even know what that is. Actually that that's with um, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, the power of the dog. That I've been reading a lot more about and I, and I do kind of want to see it. But my wife doesn't really. So it's going to be one of those movies I'm going to have to watch alone, I think. What is that one about? It's about a ranch and about um, relationships on a ranch. It's kind of slow moving. It's by Jane Campion, who wrote, I think, who did the piano also, if I'm not mistaken. I could oh, with Kristen Dunst. And, uh, yeah, Kristen, Kristen Dunst. Yeah, yeah. I it see. And then West Side Story. Did you see West Side Story? Yes. Did you? Um, I started it and then I fell asleep. That's because I watched it at like a god awful hour. I loved West Side Story. I read the book. You read the book? Are you kidding? No, I'm not. I'm There's sorry. a book, West Side Story. You mean Romeo and Juliet? No. What are you talking about? Isn't there a book, a West Side Story? No. Yes, no. there is. There's no book, West Side Story. You're going to have to Google that. There is no book, West Side Story. No, no, no. There is. No, there isn't. Hold there's, on it. There yes, is no, there is. No, there isn't. Book by Irving Shulman. Maria and Tony. I, I know. There was a, 
You read the book? I read the book in like eighth grade, I remember. There's a book, West Side Story? That's how I knew about it. And then, I mean, it was on Broadway. I mean, it still is. Now. You never saw the original West Side Story? Uh, yes, of course we did after we read the book in school as a reward of doing our- West Side Story is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a classic. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I think that's why I didn't want to see this, honestly, because- And I, I thought it was great. You're right. There's a book, West Side Story. And wait a second. Now- Wow. Um, wow. Wow. Published in 1963. You learn something new every day. Why? See, Raya, you're teaching me. That's why I'm here. Now, I love that. The actor that played Tony, Ainsley Algor, has all of these like sexual harassment type allegations yeah. against him. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on with him, and I that's why that's why the the movie was held up for a bunch of years. It was I think they finished it a while ago, but it was held up because I think they were trying to let some of that die down. Believe it or not, I think that's my my gut feeling about it really wow i cannot believe west side story was a book that is what it was like that would have been so embarrassing to be like yeah i read it and i didn't yeah i know that would have been a good thing to catch on but instead i'm just totally wrong from now on when you tell me something i'm just gonna blindly believe you oh Oh, i love it look at your doggy in the cone of shame i know oh with his pink wrap with her pink wrap on her on her paw winnie oh She'll be okay. Yes, totally. Um, but yeah, that's why I, I don't really like that actor. I don't like I don't like him. I thought he was great. I thought he was great. I like Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and I thought the girl was great. I thought I thought it was great. And and I didn't want to necessarily love it because I loved the original. I'm like, why are they remaking it? But I thought it was great. So maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Those are the Oscars. And there you go. March 27th. It's almost March. Can you believe it? I cannot believe that. I cannot believe it's almost March. Where has the time gone? It goes to COVID. It goes to COVID yet again. It went to COVID. So what else is going on? So did you know, I don't know if you knew this, that this week is, is um, national uh, eating disorder week awareness no. week eating disorder awareness week i did not know that yeah yeah so well it's interesting you say that i, I mean it's not that interesting but i last night i was looking up like national days and it's today's national banana day i mean <laughs> today's national banana bread day oh banana bread day i like banana bread i love banana bread but i didn't With know chocolate chips oh throw them in there yeah and, you know, I try to be as plant-based as possible. So you can make a good plant-based banana bread also. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yes. Um, I have had a really delicious gluten-free banana bread. I don't, even, I don't know if it's vegan. It, it might be. Um, from Great White Cafe mm. in Venice. Delicious. All right. I'll go check out Great White. We'll get them to be our sponsor. Great White. Yeah. Us. There you go. Shout out. There we go. It's the best. There you go. There you go. Um, but okay, interesting. So it's National Eating Disorder Week. Awareness, yeah. Eating disorder. I was going to say, God, not National Eating Disorder, but awareness. I know, yeah. Which is 
probably even worse during COVID times. You know, one we we just started. I run this pre med program, and we just today had our first. Uh, it, it's three sessions, so our spring session just kicked off today. So we just had our meeting. That's where I came from before doing the podcast, and. One of the things I ask all our students, we have about 25 students each session. I said, tell me what your COVID, you know, everybody had kind of like a COVID project, you know, some kind of hobby or something that they picked up. So a lot of the students said cooking or trying to lose weight or trying to get into shape or being more active. Uh, and a lot of patients and people in general have said because of COVID, they have put on a lot of weight. Right. Have you heard a lot of people say that? No, I'm one of them. I really? say it. Yeah. Because people stopped going to the gym and they were home and stressed out and just eating and not moving and all of that. And yeah. And it's got to be worse for the kids, you know, for who are or everybody. But I think, again, the, 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 our kids have had such a hard two years. I know. And you're sad. a kid. I am a kid, but I can't yeah. imagine being in. I mean, it's tough elementary school, you know, your mask, whatever, but, but in high school, high high schoolers, oh, even this summer, you know, I had a job where I hired some high schoolers to help me and like, just the things they like talk about and listen to like the way they interact and the things they would complain about. And I'm like, oh God, I'm so glad I'm not dealing with this right now. I, I think I'd be like severely depressed. Yeah. High school is definitely tough. And especially now it's been so much tougher. It's funny. I used to think years ago that kids today have it so much easier than than I did. Yeah. I used to think that. And then, you know, raising my kids, I've realized, you know, they have more stuff at their disposal, but it's really actually harder today for a kid, I think. I think so too. Yeah. There's a lot of in- social media external influences, good right. good and bad, mostly right. bad. Right. And having all that stuff at their disposal actually makes things worse and social media. And it's hard to be a kid today. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But the one bit of advice from my not advice, but my eldest daughter, who you're friends with, Liat. Yeah. Her one of her friends, Aviv. Do you know Aviv? Have you met Aviv? I do know Aviv. Okay, so Aviv, who's practically my fourth daughter who's lived with us. Earlier on in COVID, she had this epiphany that I thought was brilliant that kids your age, and I don't mean that disrespectfully by calling you a kid, but people your age who are kind of out of college are kind of lucky during COVID because everything shut down and no one was supposed to go to work. So you kind of had this like automatic like period of getting to kind of reset or kind of where no one's expecting anything of you, at least in the beginning of COVID, like you got this little free period or, or like, you know, pass, you know, in the beginning where you're not, no one's working. So you're not supposed to work and, and you're not supposed to be in school. So you're kind of given this. And I thought that was kind of cool, a good way to look at it for, for people of your age at least in the beginning. Now, you know, we're back to life a little bit, but in the beginning, it was like, it was a nice way of look, rather than getting all down, you're like, the, the way of looking at it is, wow, I get this free period, you know? Kind yeah. Of thing. People my age, 
are in that transition of some, some of you, some of us have jobs straight from college. Some of us are like in the process of starting a job or we're looking. And I do think it was a nice like break, of course, like you said, for a little bit to have time to like decompress, figure it out and realize like, what's the rush in life? Like, right. And I think it took, at least for some people like her, I think it took a little pressure off of her. Um, and I don't think it took the pressure off of everybody, but I think for her and hopefully for a lot of, a lot of people, I hope it took pressure off, but it's still hard. I think so. It is hard. And going back to the, uh, people gaining weight during COVID and I think people are losing weight during COVID as well, but I always try to be cognizant now because I'll say things like, Oh, I look so fat or, Oh, I look so yaddy or, Oh, I want to be like this. But I, try to be cognizant of what I say. Cause I know there, there are people that are really struggling with, with eating disorders, whether they think they're too fat or they think they're too skinny. It is tough. Yeah. I, I try to now, when I see a patient or whatever, I, I try to tell someone they look healthy. That's yeah. the compliments I try to give not, Oh, you gained weight or you lost weight or you look good. You look skinny or thin. I'll be like, you look healthy. Yeah. Which I think is a better more important and a better, better pep talk for someone. It's a better pep talk. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, you know, I was a fat kid growing up. Yeah. I, I was a Husky. I, I, as a kid, so I, I'm still always going to be, I mean, I'm definitely not my ideal weight, but I'm by no means obese, right. but I'm overweight. You know, I, I'd, I'd like to lose some pounds. I'm not my ideal body weight. But I'm, in my mind, I'm always going to be that fat kid, believe it or not. And, and I've always, you know, I totally empathize because I've even I have always dealt with eating and 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 weight. And it's an ongoing battle for most people, I think. Yeah, but I was I, I'm still traumatized by when I was 11 years old or 10 years old going shopping with my dad for my sister's bat mitzvah in New York. My sister's two years older than me. She had her bat mitzvah at age 12. I had mine at age. Uh, so I was 10. She's two years older than me. And I had to get a suit for her bat mitzvah. And I was chubby. So my dad took me to Barney's because Barney's, and this was a conversation my parents had, Barney's had a good Husky department. Huh. So we went to the Husky department at Barney's and which was just traumatic enough, like having to go shop in the Husky department. And he bought me a brown velvet three-piece suit. Whoa. And and I love the way it felt, you know, but it was this brown velvet three-piece suit. And I remember at her bat mitzvah, I was like running around on my knees the whole time. And sure enough, at that bat mitzvah, I put holes in both my knees, you know, from running around. And we had to go back to Barney's after the bat mitzvah to get a new pair of pants back to the Husky. Department. Oh my god! It was gosh. just so traumatic. And then, and then the suit doesn't even fit. And then you have the tailors there fitting it to you. And I'm always it's that kid. With go, you. I'm always that kid going to Barney's to the Husky department. It's hard. Well, you look healthy to me. There you go. And there you go. It's true. Thank you. Thank you. No, that's good. Thank you. So what else is going on? What else is going on is it's so funny. It's just, this is kind of personal, but well, it's that's pretty, what this is all about, but I it's also it. gross. Okay. Well, gross anatomy, but it's also like normal. Cause we do it. Everybody do. poops. Have you everybody. read the book? Everybody poops. 
No. I used to read it. I used to nanny and babysit a lot. When you potty train, like, yeah, everybody poops. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But I just got my kids. We showed the video. I'm a super duper pooper. Do you remember that video? No. It was like with singing. It, it, it was like a, you know, a DVD. We put the, I'm a super duper pooper to try to potty train our kids. I don't even know. I should ask my mom when I was potty trained. And yeah. I'm still not. I No, I'm really not. You know, last year, I remember I was having bladder issues and like, I would actually have to pee every two minutes or else I would pee my pants. Mm. I, I have peed my pants from laughing. Yeah. No, that's not uncommon. More in women than in men. But yeah, that's not uncommon. I'm worried about when I get older, I'll really be. I need a diaper. Yeah. Uh, luckily, there are procedures these days or medicines and things and exercises that could hopefully make it not so bad and maybe even make it better. <laughs> oh, well, what I purchased on Amazon, my, my Amazon purchase of the week was a potty squatty. Oh, you got the potty squatty. Some of my friends have that. So tell tell us. The potty squatty, it's supposed to help you poop better. You you have better poop form, right. believe it or not. It gives you better anatomical stance when you're sitting. So the poop flows out the of poop you. It flows better. out because you're more prone, I guess, to like hemorrhoids and exactly. I don't exactly. know, anal fissures. Is that a thing? All yeah, all of that stuff. And the crazy thing is, is it's so taboo to talk about, you know, the butt, the anus pooping and all the stuff that goes wrong with it. But it's so darn common. I know. Having having butt issues. It's like every probably everyone at some point in their life has some kind of pooping issue or anus problem or something. It is so common. I'm usually I, I used to poop a lot. God, I feel like I'm in poop therapy. This is poop therapy 101 today. <laughs> yeah. I used to poop a lot. And then I became really constipated and I was always bloated. Yeah. And now I'm okay. I figured it out. But I, I did have hemorrhoids for a while, like really bad. I got them zapped. Well, did you know that hem- everybody has hemorrhoids? Hemorrhoids is just the, the name of the tissue that's in our anus. It's called hemorrhoidal tissue. Whether or not people have problems with their hemorrhoids, that's a whole different story. But everyone has, a, has hemorrhoids. That's that. It's like saying everybody has skin. Oh. Um, but you have he, you had hemorrhoid problems. Like people don't realize that. So you, what do you mean you had them zapped? You had them? <laughs> I don't know. He went in there, Doctor Ali. He's amazing. If you're listening, oh, you're the best. I went there and he would stick a, like a wand up there and he would zap him away. Wow! While you were awake. Yeah. Well, it took like thirty seconds. And it didn't hurt? No, it didn't hurt. But after, it, I was a little sore for like a day. Yeah. No, it's interesting. There are two types of hemorrhoids, really. There's the internal and the external. Typically, the external ones are the ones that tend to hurt and cause major pain issues. The internal ones are the ones that tend to bleed. Um, so, so sometimes they could do both. But, you know, in terms of which, you know, the problems, some, the pain ones are often the external ones. The internal ones tend to be the bleeding ones. And I, full disclosure, have actually, I still suffer with bleeding hemorrhoids. Yeah. And and I've had procedures on them more than once. Procedures? Yeah, I've had had them staple removed and that didn't work. 
And then I've had my partners, two of my partners are colon and rectal surgeons. That's what they deal with. And they rubber banded some of my hemorrhoids. Oh my God. And I got to tell you, they did it in the office with one of my assistants who's been with us forever. And she, cause she's the best and she was helping and she was giggling the whole time. <laughs> I think she was taking such pleasure in my partners hurting me so bad. You were awake? I was awake. And I was in agony because they were oh. trying to be like aggressive with it to get rid of them. Not only that, I was in agony for a couple of weeks afterwards. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And right now I, I currently have someone close to me, uh, a, a close contact. I don't want to reveal who it is who's going through hemorrhoid problems. And I talked to that person. I, I, was, I would have to talk to that person. That person would call me almost every day, a few times a day and text me trying to get over. And, and all I could say was, I've been there. It's going to get better. Hang in there. It just takes some time. And there's really nothing worse than my partners deal with it. So I'm often having to deal with the phone calls from the patients that they take care of. The good thing is I've been through it. So I could really help patients kind of just understand that I think as long as you know, you're going to be okay, you can get through it because it is, it is really painful. Like you like you're just constantly focused on the pain of your sphincter, you know? Have you have you had that too? I get this pain sometimes. Oh, this is great. My poop therapy. I get this pain sometimes and it's like, I call it an asshole cramp. And I literally, I'm like, oh, and it, it can't move. There's a name for that. It's called tenismus. Tenismus. It's spasm of the anus or the musculature around the anus. It is horrible. What is causing it? I, I, I need it to stop. I yeah. actually don't get it that often. Thank God. Yikes. What is it called yeah. again? Tenismus. Tenismus. Horrible. Yeah. I hope no yeah. one experiences it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is, so my two partners are colon rectal surgeons. We have to post it. We have to find them. We were, at one point, we were trying to figure out ways to pr promote their practice. And we actually came up with some great, um, I actually came up with the ideas for great uh, videos to post on our sites. And we did post them to, to address hemorrhoids to try to get, and one of them was so good, believe it or not, that Talk Soup, have you heard of the show Talk Soup? It actually sounds familiar. With Joel McHale? Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. I was going to say Joel McHale. He, he actually found one of our clips <laughs> that we made and no. he had it on his show. No. And it was my, I created the spot and, and our, and our team kind of shot it and, and we did it and it was, it was great. And we got to find them and post them on our, on our Instagram That's I gotta or on our YouTube or something. Cause they're pretty amazing. That is and so funny. Yeah, yeah. I've had a colonoscopy. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Just one joy, you know, <laughs> I've had two. How about that? Nana and a boo-boo. Well, I did it when I was a senior in high school. Cause I had all these digestive issues. I said colonoscopy and endoscopy. It was really the prep. I love the prep. What? If, no, the reason I love the prep is I love how cleaned out I felt afterwards. Yeah, and totally. I right, and I and I chugged it really quickly because that that's what helps. If you get it down really quickly, it has the process happen a lot quicker. You know, oh, the goal really? is to get all that volume in you quick, so it just starts flushing it out. If you sip it, it's a lot harder to deal with. Plus, it's disgusting, right? I was sipping in every, I was actually dry heaving. I, I right. was like. Yes, yeah, disgusting. But if you chug it, you know, and, you know, 
to, you know, put your frame of reference as, okay, I'm chugging this. It, it helps to prep. It makes it go faster. And I loved how cleaned out I felt. And not only that, I, I haven't had, luckily, I haven't had a lot of anesthesia in my life. I woke up from my colonoscopy. It was an amazing sleep, that sleep <laughs> from the colonoscopy. I woke up feeling, wow. Like, I, it makes me understand a little bit how people could get addicted to stuff. Like, I woke up feeling, holy cow, this was great. Uh, I know. Katy Perry. I might awake. No, no, seriously. When they before the procedure that I was laying there and they're getting me all set and they go, okay, what music do you want us to play? And I'm like, Sinatra. So they put some Sinatra on, and I'm sure as soon as I was down, they switched it to Katy Perry because I woke up in my head was Katy Perry. So I'm sure Katy Perry was on or something. Really? I don't know what song, but I was thinking Katy Perry, who I'm a fan of, by the way. I like Katy Perry. Yeah, love her. I don't know. My last time I was on, I had anesthesia was, I guess last summer I had an endoscopy, but I was like, they're like, are you going to be okay? I was like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this nap. I've been working every day. I'm so tired. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be fine. Do you remember how you felt when you woke up? Oh yeah, I was fine. I was laughing. I was smiling. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It was great. Even before they put me out, I remember the, I was talking to the doctor. He was telling me his daughter's in college studying Spanish. And I just laughed. I was like, that's nice. And then I fell asleep. Nice. Good times. It's good times. There you go. So I was going to ask you what you're watching. I know you're a um, big Mrs. Maisel fan. It's coming back on Friday. It came back last Friday. Oh, last Friday. Yeah, it's back. Oh, my God. I've been seeing all the billboards everywhere. You can't miss it. I must say, I don't watch the show. You don't watch the show? I tried to get into it. And then I never... Got started. I started episode one, like season one. Years ago you know, I I think it's very Jewy, I think, and it's very New Yorky. So you, yeah, you have yeah. the New York thing, although you, you grew up with a lot of Jews, but I don't so like one of the reasons I love it so much is because it's so Jewy and reminds me of a lot of my Jewiness. Yeah. So that that's what I really but also the New York thing, the nostalgia New York thing. But I'm older. So for me, like, I kind of remember a little bit some of that stuff, even though it, it took place, I think, in the 60s. And I was only born in 69. But a lot of that was still kind of 70 feeling, too. So I'm going to watch grew, it. Yeah. And I grew up going to the Catskills, believe it or not. So. Oh, did you? And some of it takes place, you know, with the comedians, like the whole comedian thing of the Catskills. Plus, Lenny Bruce is one of the characters in it. And I just thought that actor and, and that character is great. I'm going to start it. Yeah. You'll have to watch a few episodes. But yeah. I, I like I uh, love it. I love it. Alex Borstein is in. God, what is she? But she. Um, Alex Borstein is, is a guy. No. Alex Borstein's a girl? Yeah, the actress. No, the actress isn't named Alex Borstein. Her name is. No, Alex Borstein is the guy. No. Yes. Oh, you're right. Alex Borstein is a girl. My bad. Look at me. I'm two for two, baby. Wow. You know what? I should never. You're like my wife. My wife is always right. And Ray is always right. I've now learn from I'm now always on. Right. You've now joined my wife's status. Thank you. I'll never doubt you again. Don't because I'm always right. You know, that's funny. I thought Alex Borstein was, I always thought that was the male co-star in it. I like Alex Borstein. Oh, I know where I know her from. The Lizzie McGuire movie. She was the teacher. 
or the tour guide? The Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> the original Lizzie McGuire movie? Yeah, there's only one. Hey um, now, hey now, this is what dreams are made, are made of. of. Wow, I'm do impressed. Do you remember what life was about? Wow, you really do know all the movies. Yeah, yeah. Because I that's have kids impressive. in every generation. So that's Liat. We She loved that movie. I think I watched it a zillion times. My gosh. Good movie. Great movie. I might Great watch it again. Movie. Yeah, and there you go. You sent me a thing on about BuzzFeed, about nurses sharing their crazy oh, I stories. Did. I did. And you, I read through them. You did? They were kind of lame. Really? Well, yeah. it made me think, you know, it's funny. I bumped into one of the cardiothoracic surgeons, one of the lung surgeons that I work with, who was all excited to tell me about the story that some patient had their throat slit um, by, I don't remember by whom. And he was all excited about fixing that injury. And it took me back when I was a resident. I saw the same thing. I saw a patient in Brooklyn at Kings County Hospital uh, and we never found out what happened, but came in with his throat completely slit, but he was wide awake. He was totally stable hemodynamically and his trachea, his windpipe was wide open and he was just breathing right through his open windpipe in his neck. And amazingly, it didn't cut through any arteries or nerves or the food tube. The only thing that was the guy, the luckiest man alive. So his neck was completely slit through his windpipe, but everything else was fine. So he was totally, he couldn't talk clearly because his windpipe, but he was breathing and he was alive and stable. And the funny thing was he was in the emergency room. I was the trauma resident and I got called down. And the emergency room doctor, who's not the trauma doctor, it's the emergency medicine doctor, was who was older, who had been a seasoned guy. I was just a resident, was like making a whole big deal about how we're going to take care of this guy, what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to put the tube down carefully and da-da-da. And I just took the breathing tube and I just put it right in the hole, secured the guy's airway. And I'm like, we're done. He's fine now. And the doctor got so annoyed at me, he, he wanted to yell at me. But then he realized that I did the right thing. Luckily, you know, I, I didn't do the wrong thing. And he couldn't be angry because, like, I say, you know, I, I stabilized the guy. And, he, and he's like, OK, yeah, sorry, Jason. Let's let's send him up to this or to OR now and fix him. Whoa. Yeah. That's like what that you're was, seeing on the shows. That was cool. It was a really cool. Uh, it was a fun. It was a fun one. I'm trying to think of anything else that immediate, other than the rectal foreign bodies, speaking of all the butt stuff we've been talking about. Also, when I was, I don't know if I was a resident or a medical student, also Kings County Hospital in East Flatbush, Brooklyn, there was this sweet old man who was there who was telling us he, he came in because he had gangrene on his foot because he was like oh. a diabetic. And, and the interesting thing about gangrene sometimes is not only do you lose your blood supply, but you lose your nerves. So he, and diabetics have poor sensation. So he didn't really have, it wasn't that he had pain. It's that his, is that his grandson was playing at his feet and we're wondering what the creepy crawling things going through his dead looking foot were. And oh. he just, his foot was infested with maggots. Oh no. That was yeah, one of the stories that, that I read. Right. He had a dead black foot 
with maggots going in and out of it, you know, and he just needed an amputation and then he was fine. But he just a casual the reason, the reason he came in was because his grandson wanted to know what these creepy crawler things were. Ew, I saw an episode like that on Untold Stories of the ER. I used to love watching that on TLC. And I never watched it, but I lived it. It was yeah, you were living it. I was just watching it. Yeah. And this girl had like maggots in her in a cut. Yeah. Like, Ew. Yeah. But interestingly, you know, the thing about maggots is they eat the dead tissue. And it's in, in some places, maggots are actually used to like debride and clean up, you know, something that's dead oh, to just yeah, allow yeah. the healthy stuff be there. Is that why they're in like soil? <laughs> you know, maggots are just fly larvae, you know? Oh, God. And is that gross anatomy? That is the grossest anatomy you're going to get for the day. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy. See you next time. See you next time. There you go. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.